When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino here with some Challenge CBS preseason coverage. Uh, We have a big show coming up. It's been a little bit under the radar. Everybody's talking about uh, Big Brother around the corner, but there's another big summer CBS show coming on July 6th. It's the Challenge CBS, and we are going to talk all about it today with our chief challenge correspondence here for Rava's podcast that it is eight years running that the challenge wrap up has been bringing you coverage of all the many different seasons of the challenges on all the different platforms they exist on and here with us to preview the challenge cbs it is ali lasher and brian cohen how are you what a time to be alive here we are I feel like it was just it was just yesterday, Rob. Us three were getting together to talk about the challenge free agents. Now here we are talking yes. about the. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was crew. just yesterday that Brian Cohen wrote to me and said, "Hi, my name is Bus Drivers Root, <laughs> and I talk about the challenge on YouTube. I think there's a home for challenge coverage on RHAP. The thirty for thirty is going to start with that line. That's <laughs> be an epic documentary. Yes, and uh, Ali Lasher is here. Ali, how are you? I am here. Uh, I'm doing well. I, As soon as we started the podcast, I got paranoid that I didn't confirm that, again, this video is not being released, right? Like, yeah, we're, all, we're on audio <laughs> only today. Yes. Um, no, it is. It is crazy. It's like, I think, what, 
uh, eight years and 11 days since we released the first podcast. And Brian went back in the archives and looked at our first Facebook message between me and him where I was like, oh, yeah, I've listened to your YouTube. But if I go back to my first correspondence with Rob about it, he was like, there's this unknown man you've never heard of. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was really a blind date. This was 15 seconds of yeah. that podcast and was like, that's enough. I'm happy to agree to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is one of like the most successful pairings in the history of podcasting of just like, hey, uh, you don't know each other, but you two should do a weekly podcast together. Podcast is blind coming to Netflix. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, the, the real the real uh, love story here is between me and Brian's wife. That's like the best thing I've gotten out of this this podcasting relationship. Mm-hmm. It, it was a double a double blind date well, emily and i are good friends is what i meant to say ali played the ali played the long game just to get to her it really truly <laughs> all right so speaking of the long game i mean that's basically what <laughs> each season of podcasting the challenge is for you two <laughs> you are in the midst of covering the challenge all stars three which airs not on mtv but on paramount plus correct MTV plus correct. yeah are there still seasons of the challenge that air on MTV? As far as I'm aware. Yeah. are supposed to be. To my knowledge, yes. Okay. It so, was just renewed. It was just renewed. 37 wrapped, I think, in December. Mm-hmm. And it was just announced that 38 and 39 uh, it was renewed for. Although I think 38 is like already filming. So it'd be kind of weird if it wasn't renewed uh, for that. But uh, 39 was also confirmed. So the challenge, regular seasons air on MTV. They have all-star seasons where they bring back sort of like the, you know, uh, later days players and <laughs> run that on Paramount+. Plus. And then it was announced that they are also doing a, like basically like the Olympics of the challenge. Like basically like each country is having their own version of the challenge. And one day all of those winners will play in a challenge season. But this is basically the... American, even though there are Canadians, uh, the American uh, championship of the challenge, which features all people from CBS, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's not my understanding from the press release is it's a British version, an Australian version, an Argentinian version and us, U.S. Yes. And so it's those four properties that will square up down the line. And we are coming for your wig here, Rob. The challenge is everywhere across all, everywhere. All, platforms. all networks, all shows. Uh, we're coming for your time. Okay. And this challenge, CBS, which is going to be premiering on July 6th, right after the premiere of Big Brother 24, features what a night, <laughs> what a night features uh, the uh, returning cast members from Big Brother, Survivor, the Amazing Race and even Love Island, which no longer airs on CBS, now on Peacock, which is so perfect for the challenge because, like that, they're so messy with some of their stuff. So, of course, they would have a show that's no no longer even part of their property. Mm-hmm. So, it, it fits it fits very well. Okay, all right. So that's that's the backdrop of what we're going to be talking about. Of course, uh, you'll be able to catch Brian and Allie every single week with recaps of. The Challenge CBS. And also, is the Challenge All-Stars 3 also going to be going? We think it's ending the week before, but we're not quite sure. Brian's always on IMDb episode watch to see. Uh, Originally, they only had nine episodes, which would have taken us through like this week or last week, this week. And Mm -hmm. then now episode 10 looms. Is that right, Brian? It was eight. Eight and nine. So we think it's going to finish up right before. 
But you know what? Catch us there now. Where are the people listening to that? I feel like I don't hear a lot of engagement. So if you're excited for this, you know, check out the finale of All Stars 3 the Go week before. Robiswebsite.com slash challenge feed and make sure you're subscribed uh, to get ready for all of the coverage coming your way. And I guess there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be watching a challenge season for the first time to see all these people here on the CBS challenge. I think it might be helpful to kind of explain like what, what the challenge is about. Allie, do you have a, a, a quick explanation for anybody who is a challenge newcomer? Well, Rob, I've never given a quick explanation of anything mm-hmm. in my life. Um, Here's the thing, and I feel like Brian and I have swindled you here because, the, like, challenge seasons are like snowflakes. No two are alike. And particularly with the little background we have of the format of this season, it really doesn't seem like a, a, tr- a typical season of the challenge as we've seen it in the last few seasons. But the good news for new viewers is, like, None of us know. Brian and I have been Mm -hmm. watching the challenge since we were we. And here we are, like, we're in the same boat as you. But so format-wise, we're going to have a lot of speculating to do and a lot of mess to clean up. But essentially, um, the challenge is has the same sort of social and strategic elements of Survivor and Big Brother. Um, You'll usually have a daily competition then some mechanism where two people are put into an elimination week to week. The key difference is you can't just really vote someone out. You've got to go tip top toes with them and go in an elimination and send someone home. Um, And then usually every season culminates in a big final grueling physical challenges uh, where some combination of either a team or one person or a pair takes home a boatload of cash. How'd I do? I feel like there's a lot of gaps to fill in there. No, I think I think that's basically it. And I think something we've always stressed is, as opposed to like even with like twists on Survivor and Big Brother, the structure of each season of Survivor and Big Brother don't really change as you go through it. Right. The structure of a challenge season could change two or three times as you go through the season. Like even on All Stars, like they change the way people go into elimination halfway through. So you just have to like go along with the ride because things are going to change so quickly and so often that you can't like question. Oh, this is not fair. This is not good for the format. Things are going to change 100%. So you just have to like just go along for the ride. Right. Do they have like three or four different versions of the format or are there sort of like infinite combinations that they use and every time is different? Great question. So to start the show, it's the way seasons start is either in, in larger teams, like two or three teams, or you're paired together sometimes with like an ex or a rival, or it could be you pick your partner, or you could be by yourself, or combination of all three through the season they'll mix and match some weeks you're by yourself some weeks you're with a person some weeks you're with a team so it really is ever flowing like there's every combination of people you could be with through the season and then even like to get tossed into elimination as ali said there's like four or five different mechanisms that they go through in each season sometimes the person who finishes last automatically goes in sometimes the winners pick someone to go in sometimes the house picks someone to go in sometimes the person who is going into elimination picks the person that goes in sometimes they have a random draw to pick the person that goes in so this i don't know what is that eight, eight factorial between the the way you start the way you Not go in there's like many, there's many different <laughs> mechanisms to go in one thing I just want to put out here, and I think we've done a preview before with Rob where it's like why you should watch the challenge, what you need to know about the challenge when we had our big like injection of big brother people. One thing we always 
emphasize is like the challenge takes care of you. This can sound, I mean, you survivor heads, big brother heads, like I'm sure this does not overwhelm you. Maybe if you're here because you like Love Island, uh, this sounds like an overwhelming structure. It, like they they give you the background of the drama between the players or contestants you might need to know. They explain the format usually after it has paid off or not paid off. Um, but it won't be this like, total total free for all we just don't have all of the information at this at this hour yeah okay and what's so unique about this season sometimes when people want to get into the challenge they find it so daunting because these people have been on it for literally 20 years so there's so much baked in history that even with the flashbacks they could feel sometimes too overwhelming to understand what's going on but the fact that no one has ever been on a challenge before is on this season is like everyone's starting clean here. So there is like, if you were someone who just watches survivor and big brother, like you were in perfectly fine shape to just go in and watch this. Cause we're, we're all in the same boat. Yeah. So this was something we were talking about right before we came on where Ali had mentioned about how that, you know, it's, it's weird that, you know, cause we've seen the CBS creep for years on the challenge. Uh, and I'm not talking about anybody specifically. I'm, I'm talking about how the uh, CBS shows have started. Like, you know, that, you know, we've had, you know, the, Fessy and Casey and, and Josh, you know, and, and Bailey and uh, Michelle Fitzgerald and, uh, you know, all, you know, Jay, people from Survivor and CBS have been going on to the challenge for years. Interestingly, Ali, um, none of those people are here. Yeah, it is interesting. And I, you know, I can't pretend to be in the mind of a casting agent or or like whether or not like these does this mean that these people will never make the jump to the challenge? It seems like this could be a good, like, breeding ground for future challenge contestants. Um, I think at first I was disappointed. I wanted to see some familiar challenge faces, some people with some experience. You know, one of the great things about having returning players each season of the challenge is that you have people who, like, really know the game, and then they get to, like, this next level of gameplay where they're like, oh, yeah, with this challenge, here's what we should do. And it's it's fun to see that. I've now settled into being excited that there are no people from the challenge on because you're not going to have that. You're not going to have the one or two vocal people saying, no, no, trust me, this is what we do. And we all like go to the end together. You're going to see people from different shows trying to apply their own idea of what challenge strategy is. And I think like having everyone on a quote unquote, even playing field, I say even because, you know, six people from one season, three people from one entire show. Uh, we'll talk about that. Um, but to have it in terms of like everyone's new to the challenge, we're not going to have that sort of, you know, one ringleader who can kind of control everything. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, I do feel like that sort of like veterans uh, versus fresh meat is like such a like baked in part of like, uh, you know, each season of the challenge. It's interesting to have uh, a challenge season, Brian, with mm -hmm. everybody basically coming in on the like same playing field of never having been on a challenge before. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time it's ever happened since the first season, because every season after that, there's been at least two, three, four, five, 10, 20, 30 people that have all been on the show before. Most of the times, multiple, multiple times. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it is so unique to have like no one really know what to do. And obviously it's like, there are some similarities in Survivor and Big Brother that it's not like too unique of a show that you're not gonna be able to figure it out. But there are some differences and it's gonna be interesting to see how they're able to adapt to it. And like, like things do change week to week. I think in the trailer, they said there's like a new twist like every single week, whatever that might mean. Um, so to see how they navigate it with some of their reality TV history will be will be pretty interesting. So Brian, are challenge fans 
excited about the challenge CBS? Like, are are they in love with the actual like vehicle, or are they in love with the people that are normally on the challenge and maybe don't care so much about the challenge CBS? Yeah, I think the hardcore challenge fan is much more into and excited for the all-star versions. Cause they're, they're big thing. They never really liked the CBS invasion. A lot of people still haven't gotten over. Even when they argued, the one mm. people started coming over, they wanted to keep it pure. They just want their real world and road rules people. And some of the fresh meat people, they don't like any new people coming in and taking over their show. So I think this show is much more for the survivor, big brother fan who likes these people who stands these people wants to see them on their TV again that probably wouldn't see them on a survivor big brother season and now can see them do something different so i really don't think this is really for the hardcore fan i think they'll like i think challenge fans will watch any version of the challenge because they're fans of it but this is for the cbs love island amazing race people okay yeah i i really agree with that because i think look a lot of challenge fans say like we already know the challenge is the best show on television like we're not really proselytizing it's like watch it or don't once you watch it i mean i know rob doesn't really agree with that but once you watch it it's like it's got everything it's got drama that's the other little segue to the other additional piece that maybe big brother and survivor don't have and i don't know how much cbs is gonna have this but on on mtv proper challenge you get hookups, you get fights, you get breakups, you get like a little bit of that drama also, like the more real world side of things. Um, But like, we know it's the greatest show. I think this seems to like, as Brian said, be a vehicle to repurpose uh, the other CBS favorites, bring more eyes to like a summer show. Why not in between the survivor and big brother seasons. And maybe if it moves some people to the challenge because they get into the format or they like TJ as the host or some of these people come over. Great. Is the need for more talent for the challenge part of this where there is no real world, there is no road rules, we need to keep bringing fresh blood into this? Is this sort of like a way to sort of like also like uh, cross all of the, you know, uh, Paramount Viacom streams? It, it might be it might be a way to sort of like audition the talent with less like commitment to actually putting them on the show because you know there are 28 people on this cast we would never have 28 new people from these properties on one season of the challenge but i would generally say the challenge's cup overfloweth uh in terms of they've taken people from x on the beach warsaw you know like whatever like they've taken people from is that a real th- is I, it is that a, an improv i'm combining two things okay. but like definitely yeah. there was some polish show right yeah. like i feel yeah, there was like Jordy shore you know australia beast mode tiger show like there, there's Eliminate. just so many like not quite but i would be down for that someone's mm. like gotta be like 60 now from a little <laughs> right um but like they've been people from Turkey, like their cup runneth over with the people mm-hmm. they're willing to to reach out to. So mm-hmm. I don't know that they need this, but yeah, if somebody really shines here, it wouldn't surprise me if they end up on the challenge proper. And do we feel like that any of the shows that are going to be in this, uh, Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race, Love Island, do any of the shows, uh, like are they translating more naturally to the challenge format? Does any show have the advantage coming in? 
Well, the Big Brother people have had the most success coming over to the challenge. No one from Survivor has really done that well. Uh, Big Brother with Casey, Josh, mm-hmm. Festy, they've really taken over the challenge proper uh, over the past few seasons with uh, Casey getting a win. Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, Fessy and Josh both doing very well. So, I mean, based on that precedent, like Big Brother people would seem to do well. You would think the physical side of Survivor would translate more because that's just more of a physical grinding show. So you mm-hmm. would think they would do well. Um, so I think it could be a combination of there's been more Big Brother people coming over. They've been able to get a larger grouping together. So maybe on this version, the Survivor people would do better. But is there anything about uh, the actual but, game that translates well? For, like, is the uh, challenge actual game closer in format to the Big Brother game? I would say it's probably closer to the Big Brother game because it's like everyone's, you know, there's no tribes. They're not segmented. There's like a daily to start. Someone becomes the pseudo HOH and they mm-hmm. nominate two people. And then just the extra twist is instead of voting them out, they compete against each other. So that's it's probably closest to Big Brother. Uh, but I think the physical side of Survivor is tougher, which would translate to the challenge. Yeah, I actually think Love Island is the biggest show. <laughs> like, but like also not really kidding. Like I think of like some of the people who've come over from Ari the One have had a lot of success where like you even forget that they were from Ari the One. Like Tori comes to mind, Cam. Um, and like Love Island, while the challenges and the social game does not exist, I'm really excited for some of these people to potentially make the leap or just what they're going to bring. They're the people coming in with messy exes, like in the same sense of like people coming to the challenge with messy relationships from past seasons. Uh, We have a lot of exes and good friends on the Love Island cast that's coming in. Um, So yeah, no, obviously the social game and the the challenges are important, but I'm really optimistic to see some of these people shine from an entertainment perspective from Love Island. But it's honestly, it's a good point because a lot of the challenge alliances, especially when it's like new people, is baked into like who you're dating and like trying to like there's people trying to like sweep in and get like the girls on their side or the guys on their side, but who you, what side you're on and like use that for your alliance. You don't really see as much in Survivor, like a little bit in Big Brother, but a lot of the alliances are baked into the challenge of who you're dating and who you're friends with and stuff like that. So Love Island, like, are you the one like does translate in that regard pretty well. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's start to take a look at who's here from the shows. And so Big Brother is right around the corner. They have uh, the the largest group of people that is out here in the challenge CBS cast. So I guess uh, let's start off and just like uh, we don't have to like do like a deep dive into each one of these people. I'm surprised that nobody pitched like, hey. Uh, we should do a Rahapa podcast every day where we preview one person's seasons of Big Brother. <laughs> so it's too late. We're not doing it. Okay. Uh, but let's go through all of the uh, Big Brother people. How, how many people, <laughs> Big Brother people, do we have? Sorry, the three people least likely to pitch that are on this call right now. <laughs> uh, we have nine Big Brother people. I was talking the to most- the listeners, Allie. Oh, sorry. Uh, still, I listen to you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and one thing I want to flag is 
not only do they have the most people from a, a franchise, but they have the most people from a single season with six people coming in from Big Brother 23. Mm-hmm. Iconic the season. Cookout. Yeah. The cookout is coming in strong. Cookout and cookout adjacent. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, let's, uh, you know, take a look at uh, these uh, Big Brother. What do you say? Nine Big Brother people are here? Nine Big Brother people are here. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So um, I feel like I saw a a chart the other day that had like. Do you all want me to read them all? I got I got color coded. What, what do you need, Ron? Yeah, okay, you, you want to take us take us through, and then I can comment right. on who's here. So let's let's start with the the non Big Brother twenty three folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Angela Rummins, who oh. when I first, go, I'm yes. I'm very excited. Oh. <laughs> I'm very excited for for this. Yes. Not to cause, not to throw any smoke, but I confused her with uh, Holly for the first half of my preview research. Mm. It was like, wow, she's really coming in to go out on her own. And I was like, oh, wait, no, no, no. She's engaged to Tyler. Sorry yes. to everyone. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to the stands. I'm mm-hmm. excited. Mm-hmm. No Tyler, though, not to like spoil the rest of your list running down, which is kind of surprising. Well, it's interesting because I feel like, you know, um, of course, Tyler and Angela, uh, the electric couple that were part of Big Brother 20. We saw Tyler uh, come back in famously in Big Brother 22. And it did seem as though, dare I say, uh, that his heart uh, seemingly wasn't in it. He, he seemed a little bit checked out. Like there were there were fleeting moments, you know, as uh, he was cataloged throughout the season where, okay, oh, the old Tyler is uh, is back. Uh, but it just seemed like that really, uh, he he didn't seem to like have that, you know, the killer instinct that we saw, you know, early in Big Brother 20. And I think um, it's going to be interesting to see Angela play because I kind of feel like that her mindset is, I'll show you how it's done. I have, I think there's a high upside for Angela. I don't know how the three non BB 23 people are going to fit into the mix. If they're going to be like BB strong, if they're going to be open because they're not that connected. I think Angela has maybe a Casey connection. Maybe she's gotten a little bit of a rundown from a Casey who's done very well on the challenge proper. Um, So, so we'll see how that shakes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have David Alexander. Oh, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. I was going to say that. I, 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 I think got that... stressed because you said we weren't going to do a deep dive. No, no. I just to anybody uh, who doesn't think Angela can do well, I'd say, what's wrong with Angela? Ding Had yourself. Yeah. Had to get that joke in. Had to. See? <laughs> we changed the inflection on it. it. Has a totally different meaning now. Okay, David Alexander. Boy, CBS loves David Alexander. <laughs> a real Cinderella story, and and for good reason. Like I was happy yeah. when they brought him back to for BB twenty two after what happened on BB twenty one. But here he is, third season of reality TV for David, or he has is that right? Yeah, this is as yeah, far right. as I. Know. Some of these people, when you look into them, were like on a Nickelodeon show in nineteen ninety five. I'm mm-hmm. not counting that in terms. of I don't know what he's been up to otherwise. Yeah. So yeah, David Alexander. Look at this guy. Here's something to keep in mind that's maybe different than the other shows these people have come from is like alliances are great, but when you're facing elimination, if you have any say, whether the metric is that you call the person out to go tip top toes with, or you can try to appeal to the people in power and ask, I want this person, you know, 
friendships sort of fall away quick. And I think David, you know, he's not the smallest guy in the house, but he's not the biggest guy in the house. And he might be someone that could get called out early. Like, I think that's something where you're sizing up BB people or survivor people. You're not really thinking about their phys- how physically imposing they are. And I think that does, especially early on, come into play uh, with someone's challenge performance. Okay. And if there are any historians that watch the challenge, they will they would have note that there's big as I said, Big Brother's really taken over the challenge proper. So if there's a survivor, uh Love Island, Amazing Race, people that have watched the show, they might be even more fearful of like, all right, well, Big Brother took over the challenge proper. I don't want them to take over here. So you could see Big Brother maybe being more of a target, uh, even more so early on. I feel like when David has been at his best in these games, like that he is able to sort of bro down uh, with if there's like a guy's alliance, like it seems like uh, he ends up like uh, being like a good, a good part of that. I mean, I think that his story is also like, you know, he uh, lost a lot of weight. He's very into like physical fitness, like the guys like out in the in the backyard, like do, doing like their workouts. Like he really does tend to, I think, fit in uh with with those groups and i think that like once upon a time like there was like a very like fan fictiony interpretation of like that okay uh david is actually a mastermind uh in this game and you know we've never seen that potential realized but who knows maybe the third time's the charm for david speaking of broing down and and someone maybe with a connection to david from bb22 let's talk about the meow meow yeah uh, enzo is here Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- my brother's favorite. How about that? He's Enzo very is excited. here. Yeah, and you know, Enzo is a big personality. Uh, if anybody was in New York for the Know It Alls, that uh, that he he was at the Bryson Wen present event, and uh, that he was wearing a, a tracksuit. And uh, at the end of the night, he was like, "Rob, Rob, Rob, come here, come here, get a." You got to get a picture. Get a picture of this outfit. You got to get a get a picture of this. Get a picture of this. How good does this look? I was like, oh, my God, Enzo, you're killing it. The meow meow. I thought you were going to say there was a reveal. He like. No, he, it wasn't like a breakaway like track a challenge, suit. Like a challenge. That was Superman I slept in my uniform because I wanted to win today. That's mm-hmm. a reference for the true heads. Um, yeah, I worry about Enzo here. In in what way? Like you're worried about like he he will get hurt, or you worried about him like uh, he will? Because we're worried about that for a lot of people. It's yeah. Like, uh. he, also, more medevacs on the challenge than either of those other any of the other shows all combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say that. Um, for the same reason, if David's a bro down guy and you know Enzo's a big brigader, I, I think he will probably gravitate to the. Xavier's, the Dominic's, the Tyson's, like that kind of vibe. And I just don't see like that being the direction this show goes in. Yeah. And I worry because my brother's longevity, like when the Meow Meow leaves, he might stop watching. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. The challenge does try to mix things up between the men and the women where they try to like you partner with someone one week. You, you sometimes you have to, you're the only one voting for the other side. Like men vote for women, women vote for men. So they they do try to like make sure you need to have alliances that cross between the men and the women. So for anyone that is just looking to bro down, I think they might find themselves in a little bit of trouble, especially if they're not like the top bro that like the women want to like run the final with. Uh, so Enzo could he's got to be careful with that if he's we're looking to to make that his game plan. 
Yeah, I think Enzo in his Big Brother career, you know, has had like, um, you know, moments of uh, of brilliance. But then also, I think he kind of gets like locked in on what he's doing. I feel like he doesn't isn't super flexible. Like he sort of decides, OK, like this is the group. This is it. This is what we're doing. And again, I, I don't know if that fluidity is really rewarded in the challenge, but I feel like he gets a little one dimensional as a player, even though I think that he does like have a lot of like charisma and, you know, can get people on his side. I think he's very much just like loyal to the people he's loyal to. And the one thing about the age thing, normally the challenge proper is definitely skews younger. Yeah. Uh, but the all stars version definitely broke that mold is definitely, there is much more older people on that show. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in season one, they, they, kind of took it a little easier because I feel like they weren't sure exactly how well they would do. But over the last couple of seasons, it's become more and more physically demanding like challenge proper. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the success of that, I I am wondering how hard they're going to push people that aren't, you know, training 24, seven, 365 to make this the profession or they get, or are they going to take it easy on them. They're yeah. going to really try to like push them to their limits. Like, I don't know what the, the scale of physicality is going to be on this version. It's interesting because yeah, I was thinking the same thing. CT who is, I want to say the oldest frequent returner on the challenge proper, but keep me honest. Don't at me. I mean, Brian could keep me honest. Uh, I, I don't care if this is a wrong true. fact. He's 41. And like Brian was saying, this is full-time gig. He He's working out every year to come back mm, more svelte, svelte or more svelte uh, and more fit than the season before. Uh, Enzo, thick guy, 44 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have definitely, this is a, an interesting range like i think the all-stars range is usually like early to mid 30s to 50 mm-hmm. and the challenge proper is usually like 21 to ct being on like the rare person on the older end at 41 i i don't know how they're gonna split the baby here and like which sort of league we're gonna be in but i hope we're getting some grueling physical challenges i mean we always say like i don't want these people to get hurt i think sometimes the challenge will push it where like nobody could possibly do this task without getting hurt or totally gassed out um but i do want to see like i don't want to see them like swinging in the backyard like this has to be a level up from survivor and big brother challenges yeah um, I went to get the age uh, on Enzo before you gave it to us. Uh, I did notice on the CBS website. And again, it's still two weeks to go until the season starts. But, um, you know, we're not given any sort of biographical data on these contestants. Uh, if you click their pictures are up. But then when you click on the picture, uh, it just says it just says the word biography, but it's not a link. <laughs> it's just <laughs> biography uh, coming later sounds yeah. like an mtv show sounds like mm-hmm. i was gonna MTV say <laughs> that's our style i do i have to say i always have reservations that the survivor and big brother fans are going to come for us because we do things a different way over here at the challenge not just in the podcast but in the show so if those bios go up i mean brian and i used to do cast previews with Ari the one bios that literally like some intern wrote and used like a synonym for the same six words. Like mm-hmm. this teacher educates students on the regular, like they, but will, could someone teach them about love? Find out on either one. Like it was okay. just never information. Interesting. Being and we, and we, we would get 90 minutes out of that. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. That's how you become the best. <laughs> the only. Yeah. Um, spe- all right. So we went for my brother's big brother favorite. Let's n- tap into big brother 23 and talk about your son, Dominic's favorite Derek X. 
Yeah, Derek X uh, is back here. Uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, very, very exciting. If uh, you weren't a Big Brother fan, because I feel like there's probably people that are like, oh, I'm watching for the Survivors, but I don't really know who the Big Brother people are. Uh, yeah, Derek X, that he was a guy who came in, did not really know anything about Big Brother, uh, but he was like very charismatic, very likable. Uh, that he was, you know, working uh, closely with, you know, uh, with with Tiffany, certainly with Claire in Big Brother 23 and looked as though he could be maybe the person who was going to be able to, you know, uh, figure out the cookout. Maybe the only person that was going to be able to stand in their way uh, ultimately came up short. But here he is on the challenge. Yeah, and I hear he continues to work closely with Claire. Works for Are we surprised we don't see Claire uh, here? I'm not sure. I wonder. You know, was was she asked? Um, did they like? Did they did they feel like okay? Well, we are we gonna have seven people from Big Brother 23? We're we gonna have the entire cast. Yeah, I would have liked to see one uh, existing relationship again. Mm-hmm. That's sort of consistent with Challenge proper, and so I think that would have been fun. But mm-hmm. you know, excited to see Derek X. I don't know much more about the him Lord than of what the Latrine, said, watched, but yeah. <laughs> um. This is more of an overarching, you're about to go through the rest of the BB23 people, but do we know where they all, are they all friends? Do we, do we know where, like, obviously there was Kyle and Xavier beef near the end. Of, like, do we know the relationships of where they are coming into this season at? They're like the closest of any cast, right? Like, I mean, I feel like I still see them on Instagram. I don't know the nitty gritty, mm-hmm. but it seems like all of these people are on mostly good terms. No, Rob? It's seemingly, but, you know, I, I don't really, you know, travel in like the super most gossipy circles uh, during the off season of the show. So I do not know. But I think that there's certainly not like public beef that we know about. Hmm. Um, and then let's let's move to the last person before we get to the cookout. A cookout adjacent member, Alyssa Lopez mm-hmm. is here. I feel like I'm like Oprah. Alyssa Lopez is here. Yes, yes. Big shocker, I thought, uh, to have uh, Alyssa here on the challenge. I, too, was stunned. However, I always get got by challenge casting. I feel like, especially in the earlier days when it was like, Natalie's coming over, Polly Califiora's coming over, and I was like, I was very much the person that Brian was describing of like, this is ruining the show, up, up, up. And I was always wrong about who was going to be a mainstay, who was going to do well. Like, I have to just give it up to the casting gods and say, Alyssa could be the next uh, face of the challenge based on my shock to see her cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the challenge doesn't always cast the the top like, alpha male, alpha female that you think is going to come in and dominate. They do like to have a mix of personality and what someone's going to bring to the table. Not that Alyssa, I think Alyssa could actually do pretty well in some of these challenges. I think she's pretty physically fit. I think, uh, I, I think, she, I think she's instead of one of her interviews, she runs a lot. So I think she could do very well in a final if she mm-hmm. got there, but she doesn't have that like, you know, physical build that like a Sarah Lucina might have. You might think it was going to come in and do very well on a physical challenge, but uh, personality-wise, she, I think she's going to get into the mix. I think she, you know, she could be part of like the hookup culture of this house. So uh, she, they need to have that variety of people for the show. So I think she could be a pretty good fit here. I have a little asterisk next to her name too because I was like, once I was looking at it, no stranger to showmances. I know there's like the little 
flirtman's rumor that happened with Xavier? Is that happening? Like, I'm, I'm getting myself yeah. more excited. Just to give the backstory again, in terms of like what was shown in Big Brother 23, of course, uh, that she was she had the romantic connection with uh, the Christian Birkenberger, who I do think had posted uh, a little bit of a sad uh, story about how. Uh, that he would have liked to have been asked to be on the channel. Oh, he is like, the most upset oh. besides Derek F. That he's <laughs> oh, no, I forgot about now. I'm very upset. How was he not on the show? That is well, so I wonder if they felt My like, OK, well, hey, like uh, if, if, if him and Alyssa aren't together, let's, you know, uh, you know, keep single Alyssa out there. Xavier, I believe, famously had a crush on Alyssa, but was not willing. I think that he was uh, having a no man's. Uh, that was part of his strategy in Big Brother. We'll see if it's part of his challenge, in, a part of his strategy in the challenge. Keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I did think that it was very interestingly uh, in the commercials for Paramount Mountain, uh, where they sort of like the, the one, like the, the like the one bit of like a uh, cast that they showed for any like CBS show. They showed Alyssa and Xavier like in a hot tub. So it mm. seems like that at least from a production standpoint, like they are pushing for like, hey, you two, come on. You're here. I'm there pushing. I'm yeah. behind production, the, pushing do production. It for, mm-hmm. Do it for the trailer, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about, uh, let's get to the cookout now. Let's talk about um, Aza. Yes. Aza's here. Um, and, here. you know, I really like Aza from the show, and I like her from this. I try to keep up with a little bit of social media here and there. I think uh, we talked about this a little bit before we got on. Like, she'll probably be a great, like, advocate for getting fans together to watch. She's done watch parties. Yeah. But I don't really have much to say other than that. I'm excited to see how she is in this, like, different format. Yeah. Aza, in terms of uh, Big Brother 23, you know, uh, she was, you know, like, not always seeing eye to eye with people in the cookout. I mean, uh, famously, she was, uh, you know, very close friends with Derek, but then uh, with Derek F. And then but then also was feuding with him by the end of the season. Uh, She really had kind of like a like big sister relationship with Brittany. Didn't want her to ever go up on the block. Uh, didn't always like want to go in the same direction that sort of like uh, the cookout strategy was going. So I-, I do think that she has the possibility to be an interesting wild card. But in terms of like sort of in my mind of who I think of as like challenge material, somebody that's like super physical, uh, like has a lot of like tenacity in terms of like, uh, you know, willing to do anything to win. Uh, that's not really what comes to mind when I think of Aza. But I mean, she's always like, a very fun personality to have around. So excited to see her on the show. Yeah. I think confessionals will be great. I just worry. We might only get them for one episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a fear, but forever, however long she's on, I think she'll be entertaining, but yeah, I could see her being the first casualty of a, a big brother war. If you're going to take a shot at someone and you don't want them to come back, Aza seems like a likely target to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move to speaking of uh, not always seeing eye to eye with the cookout. Let's talk about Tiffany, who I'll just not to bury the lead. One of the number one people I'm excited to see on this cast overall. Yeah, this is really exciting to uh, have Tiffany get another shot at uh, a CBS reality show here uh, just one year after Big Brother 23. I think in a lot of people's minds, uh, she was the person who was uh, masterminding uh, the cookout strategy in the game. Uh, she gave us a lot of really fun stuff in Big Brother 23. My winner pick uh, ultimately uh, did not uh, end up bringing it home, but 
I, I am very excited to see her in this format. She did not perform especially well in uh, too many competitions, although she did uh, famously win the back-to-back HOHs, uh, which uh, did also create some problems for her. But I think she's somebody who's like very physically fit, but I don't feel like that that was really a big part of her game in Big Brother. Yeah, I think it'd be tough for someone like Tiffany or like a lot of these people to actually win the show. I think you need to be a certain level of physicality to win the show. But to go far in the show and even make a final, you can rely on your social strategic game to get you there. We see people, someone like a Jemmy, who probably would never win the show, but like she's very socially good, strategically good, that she can get pretty far. And that's probably the upside for someone like Tiffany, where she is able to build alliances and maybe get her paired with someone who's like physically strong. Yeah, Ali, so I remember that weight. in in yeah, the like, it, win will be tough. In the first episode of Big Brother twenty three, she's like 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 flipping like tires over. Like I feel like that Tiffany is like underrated strong. Well, that's what I I think. In the same way, I was talking about this with David. Like Tiffany's someone where maybe you're not the biggest fan of Big Brother, or you are. Like you really want to call Tiffany out in an elimination one on one? Probably Big not. She's smart. Yeah, you might get a puzzle, but you might get something physical like. I wouldn't want to call her out if I'm, especially I'm looking at this field. Like she's definitely not small enough. She looks physically fit and a lot that could go a long way unless she starts failing on the dailies. And then maybe people are calling her out for that. What I'm excited about with Tiffany and with a lot of these contestants, like from the cookout to Shan is like, we, we saw two seasons of survivor and big brother where people were talking about how, they were playing for a larger purpose than themselves. They were going to be, you know, one of the first black alliances to get to the end, to have a black winner. And that was amazing to, to watch and really, really important. And here we get to see those same players get another chance with a more diverse cast, having done, you know, done that for, um, you know, like having done that already. And now like, let's see what happens here. Or is that going to be, still on their minds. I mean, I, they're always going to be probably thinking about uh, thinking about that, but I'm really excited to see them with, with more room to play and to see what happens with Tiffany. If Tiffany and Xavier are going to be tip top toes or are they going to be allies here? Like, are we going to see Tiffany be able to say, I want to go out on my own or I have to be with this, the solid Alliance. I, I'm really, really excited to see these people. Um, a lot of these people get a second chance to play. Um, and I don't want to just, I'll stop there if people want to respond, but I have some juicy drama. Please. please. What can we yeah, say to top juicy we're drama? Cut you off with that. Yeah, go, go for it. Tiffany's got a little bit of a connection, according to Reddit, to Mr. Cinco from Love Island. So, you know, head on a swivel. Did that come from this show? Is that going to be a factor? Mm. Uh, you know, are, is this going to be Love Island's chance to tie in with the Big Brother people? I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. Okay, interesting. What a what a juicy dr- uh, nugget right there. <laughs> How about uh, the rest of the BB twenty three group here? That's in the challenge CBS. Yeah, well, I just I just mentioned Xavier. We have him here, so let's go to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, winner. The winner. And now I wonder, look, how much of a target is there on Xavier's back? Of like, okay, well, you're not going to win two shows. Come on. I mean. Bananas has seven rings. Like it, it, you could win as many as you need, Casey. But winner. I feel like that it's one thing where it's like I like I feel like that like when we get to the survivors, like I feel like it's like hey, let's go after you know uh, like uh, Ben. He's a, he's a winner. Uh, like I feel like, but for the people that are like 
that just came off of, you know, Big Brother 23, where there's some question as to whether or not, like, hey, that should have been my win. Uh, like, does is there any chance Xavier is able to, you know, be the person that does not have a huge target on his back with so much of his cast here? I mean, my note says biggest target, and that's all I wrote down. So mm-hmm. I agree with you, Rob. Yeah. But who, again, it's really going to, to me, come down to does the cookout and BB23 stay together? Do they feel like they can make new En-ROADs with other people? Um, it'll be interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. And again, he might have the biggest target, but w- you might not be able to do anything about it. You might toss him in, and he could just win. So it's not like, yeah, you might yeah. try to vote him in every time. And also, sometimes when the challenge is not as straightforward as like, okay, this guy's like really strong. We have to get him out. Because again, sometimes come the final, you are paired with someone, and someone like the women might be like, oh, I want to run the final and be with Xavier to win. So they might not want to get him out because they want to be with him come the final. So once it gets like midway through end of the game, it's like, it's not as straightforward as like, oh, this guy's really strong. I want him out. Like there's differing opinions about how to play the end game. Yeah. Xavier, former college basketball player. I think he had a knee injury, uh, which uh, caused him to have to slow down. But I think that uh, the guy is still like uh, super athletic. Um, One other point going off of what Brian said is like, I'm kind of a lot of I mean, this happens with Survivor and all of these shows. But with the challenge where so many of the cast continues to come, so many people of the cast so many cast members continue to be invited back. A lot of people are thinking openly thinking about the long game. Like you don't really see a lot of survivor people mentioning like, well, I'm going to make a big move here. Cause I'm not going to win, but maybe I'll get invited back. Like that's discussed on the challenge. Mm-hmm. If I screw him here, this could hurt our relationship out of the show. This could hurt our relationship next season. I'm curious how the international square off is going to be impacting or not impacting this season because not only is it who do I want to run the final with or who do I not want to run the final with who do we don't really know how many people are going to make it to the next show is it going to be a U.S. team such that maybe you want a stronger team or maybe you don't want to go up against them I'm curious if that's going to play a a factor at all yeah I if I had to guess I feel like that people are thinking about this one and not necessarily um about the upcoming edition, but maybe they're thinking like, Hey, like I might get invited to be in like a, a regular on the circuit for the MTV challenge. For sure. Um, and then rounding out the cast, I'm just, I'm least excited about from big brother, uh, Kylan young. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm not that I'm a Kylan Stan or anything like that, but like, I feel like that with Kylan, like there's always going to be like, something going on like a lot of the times like you know watching these shows like i'm like okay who's gonna bring some drama to the show uh and i know kylan is gonna deliver in one way or another in you know creating some story on the show real josh upside that's basically what's happened with josh Josh martinez yes yes we need some edge like a lot of like Derek acts like he's like a nice guy. He's not going to like, you know, start some, some fights in, in the in, in the pantry or something like that. We need mm-hmm. someone that's going to get in the mix. Ky- and Kylan's going to be good physically. He's another one that like you might want to get him out. But what are you going to do? He might just win his way to the end. And you want someone to like be that instigator. Or something you don't want everyone playing nice. Like, I don't want this to be all like goody two shoes over. Right. Here. I want to I want to see some action. And Kylan is going to bring that. He's a big guy. I think he's underrated physically. I think strategically, uh, it's interesting, Kylan, that he is uh, able to, uh, and I mean this as a positive, like uh, that he is able to <laughs> manipulate, uh, like I think especially well. And we, and we saw that at different times where he is able to get people to do his bidding. However, 
It's a big however that I, I do not think that he always knows strategically what he should be doing. So sometimes he is able to get people to do things that do not necessarily interest uh, his long-term interest in the game, but he is able to, you know, maneuver things to happen. So I think that he's going to be fun there to watch. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, I think that there is, we saw at the end of Big Brother 23, uh, like the tension with Xavier. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, how these other, you know, uh, Big Brother 23 relationships are impacted one year later. Yeah, and I think that's the really the strongest bad taste in my mouth above anything that I was like, oh, this guy, the you know mm-hmm. anyway i don't need to bring it up again but i yeah it'll be again it's like it's like josh i wasn't excited to see josh in the challenge and now how many seasons later i'm starting to see to see the benefits so yeah. maybe he'll be a mainstay yeah. okay so that's nine big brother people <sighs> all right let's talk about survivors well i was gonna say though should we say like we're burning out the most exciting people. People are going to turn it off after we get through Big Brother. And mm, I think we're going to go through the other people pretty quick. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, burn them out. All right, let's, all right, all right, where do you want to go? Let's have the Amazing Race. Amazing yeah, Racers. That's what I was going to say. Rob, you need to work a little harder great, here. Great. Amazing that's Racers. A good, that's a good palate cleanser. Three palate Amazing cleanser. Racers are here. Kayla Platt. Yeah. Allie, could you hold up your note? Like, this is the first time we're getting to see your... Uh, okay, so this is... Wow. So, yeah, Allie has color printouts of each of each people... Uh, the people that the that you've X'd, those are people that we already we talked discussed. about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And right. color coding—that's how I'm able to flip so quickly between the shows. We've okay. got B for Big Brother, blue. Get it? You know. Yep. Okay. So, what do you have for for Amazing Race? Yellow, because it's boring. Okay. <laughs> they do have a lot of yellow. Amazing, amazing Race is a race great blue. show. Yeah. I don't want to shade my grandma and Mike Bloom and Jessica Lee, but <laughs> yeah. Boy, did you happen to see the news this week? Uh, The Amazing Race really got kind of a raw deal from CBS. It had been announced. That For in the fall, yeah, I mean, the Israel race is always getting like uh, the, the short shrift uh, of things that they were on the, the fall schedule of it was going to be Survivor 43 on eight o'clock on Wednesday, followed by the Amazing Race. Nice lead in for the Amazing Race. And then the all new CBS reality series, The Love Boat uh, is on at 10. And then they updated the schedule this week. They said, ah, Love Boat at nine, Amazing Race at 10. <laughs> So now Amazing Race will be on at 10 o'clock at night, you know, fa- the ultimate family friendly show, 10 o'clock at night on Wednesdays after a lead in of the all new CBS Love Boat. It's wild because a the reality demo show for the Amazing Race is in bed by 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like fast asleep, not even in bed, in bed yeah. by eight, asleep by 10. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm being a jerk here for, for comedy, but no, never. The Amazing Race is like actually a very good show. Yes. I used to watch it as a kid. And then when Eliza and Corinne were on, I watched like that mm-hmm. season two. It's a great show. Yeah. Not that you need yeah. me to tell you that. Although I think isn't isn't Hannah from Blow Deck hosting the Love Boat? That should be. Really <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. Uh, although from a podcasting perspective, uh, <laughs> considering like Survivors on on Wednesday night, like uh, maybe like having Amazing Race on at ten o'clock might uh, you know uh, make it make more sense to have the Amazing Race recaps be on Fridays. But uh, more on that as we get closer to the fall. Okay. Now is the Love Boat considered an island? Are we getting hot dummies on islands on the boat? On the Honestly, boat? I don't think we know enough about how it's going to work. So uh, a, a lot of things in the reality tv world uh tbd at this moment in terms of like uh what we're doing podcast wise okay you'll have to change the branding hot dummies near water in and around water i can't wait to see the two people from love boat come over to challenge cbs too uh, Mm -hmm. we'll welcome them with open arms Mm -hmm. 
Put them on the amazing so, race. Okay. All right. So Kayla Platt. Are they on those? Were they, should I give you all three of them? Okay, well, let's go one at a time. Kayla, she was okay. mo- most uh, recently was part of the Amazing Race. Boy, I don't have to get Amazing Race 33, I think, was the last one we just watched. Um, and uh, that Raquel and Kayla, they were flight attendants uh, who then in the, the, the last Amazing Race season that just went on, uh, they filmed like two or three legs uh, that were that, pre-COVID. And then they got shut down because of the pandemic. And then they came back uh, sometime last year to finish filming. And so Raquel and Kayla, they were very fun and um, interested to see how Kayla is going to do uh, here. Like uh, they, they were a fun team to watch. Again, I never thought about Kayla in this setting of being on the challenge. So yeah, with everyone from the amazing race, all of these people can make it to the final. Like in a show like the challenge, you spend a few days in the house, you you get, you make inroads, you make friendships and suddenly Kayla's at the end, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't think you have, they're at, they're at a disadvantage, but I don't think it's an insurmountable one. And, um, you know, they could be like our fan favorites after a few weeks. Yeah. It's, it's very, just total wild card. Yeah. And, it, and it's really hard to parse like sort of like the strengths and weaknesses of an amazing race team, like in like some exceptions where like there was like a team uh, on this past season, Michael and Mo, and they were Buffalo police officers. And Michael was like a, a, a gigantic uh, guy was like uh, six foot seven and Mo was like, you know, five foot three. Uh, and so like in those instances, it's like, okay, uh, you sort of like uh, can like splice it a little bit differently. But like these major race teams, very hard to say, like who was good at what? If they have to identify which sandal is made of chocolate by sight, maybe they'll, they'll do great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, the upside here, right, is like we always talk about like the intentional Matt Singh. This is like the preseason Matt Singh. You're coming in like they need to be three and mighty going through the end. Like they have to like probably stick together unless one or two of them could really make in words uh, with with other people. Otherwise, they, they're very, very likely on the first boot mm-hmm. for at least or at least in an elimination for the first episode. One of the three of them. Yeah. I mean, let's look at, though, the like all stars three that that's aired right now. Right. Like Ronnie was like the first road rules winner ever or whatever or won, won a season of the challenge. Like I'm, I'm misstating facts. I don't care. And she like was in the right room and ended up in the the biggest alliance. And she made it way further than uh than than you might on most seasons like this i think the intentional matt saying i like that the preseason matt saying could work in your favor because you know big brother picks up one extra person and suddenly you have protection because they like you and i'm not saying like they'll go to the final they'll still be the bottom of of the uh the order there but Mm -hmm. i don't think it's as insurmountable as if this were like a survivor format um, someone who seems to have a fake name, James Wallington. <laughs> That's an alias if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, uh, James, that him and his husband, Will, uh, were winners of the previous season of The Amazing Race, Will and James. And um, he is like knows the ins and outs of, uh, I think, of all of these reality shows. So I think that uh, strategically, I think that he is going to be somebody who is really one to watch. That in the Amazing Race 32, the big storyline in that season is that there were like, is like four or five teams that made an alliance uh, that really like worked very hard to help each other. So I do think that probably he is somebody who's going to be trying to put together like a big group of numbers, if I had to guess. 
I love that for somebody who's on the outs, because again, to go back to All-Stars 3, we saw one massive alliance and the numbers, many times the quote unquote minority alliance or just the everyone else had the numbers and yet didn't have the person or the motivation to get them together and make moves. So if this is somebody who's going to be on the outs, but looking at the situation, playing the game, figuring out alliances like that really uh, gets me excited to have them on the season. Mm-hmm. Who's the third one? <laughs> Leo Tamori. Mm-hmm. Part of the Afghanimals, uh, we have Leo. Oh, I know the Afghanimals. Yes, you Leo Afghanimals. And, and Jamal. Uh, Leo is my favorite of the Afghanimals. <laughs> one of two. Favorite one of, of two. two. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was always a, a Leo guy more than a Jamal guy. And uh, they were on three different seasons of The Amazing Race. Uh, never won, but I feel like were they, I think they might have been top three in all of their in all of their seasons, uh, let's see. Uh, I know they finished fourth place, fourth place, and uh, third place. So they're right there. Uh, very so the Amanda Kimmel, Amanda Kimmel of uh, Amazing Race. Yeah, they're right. They're right there. Um, I, I don't know if uh, Leo is like you know uh, tremendously physical, but I feel like, but he's fine. He's no slouch. So um, again, hard to really like differentiate uh, too much between like uh, like. Uh, but I think he was the fun Afghanimal, if I remember correctly. I have not yet listened to the Issa Look podcast because I didn't want to be influenced here. And I like five seconds after we hang up, I'll be listening to Bryce uh, talk about these people. Um, but Leo is giving very, I'm no, I'm no slouch, but I'm not huge physically. <laughs> He's giving like falsely, like broadening his shoulders. We've got a lot of uh, room between his arms and his torso. Like he is giving like little kid, like trying to act tough. Mm-hmm. Good posture. Got the good posture going. That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, it's, it's giving bulldog, <laughs> you know, Bull, bulldog upside. That plays. <laughs> and those are the amazing racers. There you go. Yeah. I had thought when I first heard about the cast that, well, oh, Leo from The Amazing Race is going to be on this. And I thought it was uh, Leo from The Amazing Race 32, uh, which is a guy who I really would have had to uh, try even harder of Leo and Alana fame to imagine on The Amazing Race. Uh, they were sort of known as like the Christian and Gabby Pascuzzi of uh, The Amazing Race. Oh, well, we've had been. some people we've had uh, in the past it, it, there were some more, uh, I was going to say, like, physical diversity. Like, there would mm-hmm. be, like, people who weren't the biggest guys you've ever seen. I think we've maybe moved away from that, but I would have welcomed that. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question before we get to now that we're the halfway point. I mean, we're more than halfway, but the two shows. Yeah. Actually, we're, we're below halfway. We're less than halfway. Yeah. Yeah, math is never my strong suit. Uh, but speaking of math, is it bullshit that there are this, like, uneven that there are these uneven allocations of the shows. Should we have had, you know, I was going to say eight and eight and eight. I've already established. I can't do math. Five, five and five, six, six and six. Or is this okay? And from your professional television perspectives. You're the more professional. I, I think, Rob, I, I think it's fine. Like uh, that is anybody like, um, if anything, I almost feel like that they shouldn't have even had people from the, if you're only going to bring in three people from the amazing race. Uh, like I, I think they could have just like, uh, you know, I think it shows you like what does CBS think of all these shows of uh, like, it was like, 
eh, all right, I guess throw a couple of amazing racers in there. It's like, you know, uh, you're getting like a box of donuts and it's like, uh, all right, uh, I, I guess give me one uh, blueberry. Yeah, sure. <laughs> throw it in there. Wow. Call me out on my favorite donut. Mm-hmm. Literally, but Is that really? Is that really? Oh, blueberry cake donut. Oh, oh. It's the best. Yeah. That's gross. Is there yeah. sprinkles on it? Because sprinkles are a uh, waste of time on donuts. Speaking, spoken like a guy who's never had a blueberry donut. <laughs> um, yeah. But Brian, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like, if you're expecting a fair show, you're not going to get it. If you've come to right. the wrong place. So it, it at least is projecting uh, yeah. how unfair, quote unquote, the show is going to be the, the rest people. of the way. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's never going to be anything fair about any reality TV competition show, and the only, and honestly, whoa, I would say the challenge, <laughs> whoa, whoa, it's no level of unfairness. Mm-hmm. And I would say honestly, no matter what you do, the challenge is always going to be the most fair because you always have a chance to save yourself. You could be like, you, there's no chance of you just being voted. Well, I guess there's been some instances on the challenge, but you can't just be like voted out. Like you have a chance to save yourself. So, uh, no matter how in the minority you are, how backed in the corner you are, you you can do something to save yourself yeah. that you can't always do on a survivor or a big brother. In, in terms of like how I think this show was cast, I, I think that they started with a dream board of like, okay, here are the people we would love to get. And then I think after they made those calls, I think that there was a little bit of like a scramble of like, all right, who else can we get to come out here? And so like, I, I think it's a, uh, a little like, um, you know, uh, top heavy and bottom heavy uh, in terms of the stars and scrubs. If this was going to be uh, how you would build a fantasy football team, the scrubs can make a move though. You like the, the, give them. Sometimes people are cast on the wrong show to start. Maybe these people were more built for a show like the challenge, and then you could thrive. I think we've seen uh, people like I. I enjoy Fessy much more on the challenge version than on Big Brother version. I think he brings much more to the table. So you know, people might uh, find their find their niche here. Mm-hmm. All right, Love Island. Let's go to. I was going to say, I'll let us go to Survivor. I feel like we need a... Plus, Love Island's going to be messy. I'm excited to fill you guys in on the mess. Yeah, well, let's, uh, I mean, let's do it. Love Island. All right, fine, fine. Tell, tell us the mess. What All color? right, so, so we actually... Red for love, obviously. obviously. Um, love Island also with eight people, which shocks me. There's I mean, Eight they, Love Island people on this show? Eight Love Islanders. Oh, my God. Um, what's Strong interesting Island. where... Big Brother and Survivor have already been, I would say, a little bit picked over in terms of, as we said, people have gotten to the challenge. Here comes Love Island with, like, you've had three seasons and we're going to pick exactly who we want. I think much fewer people would say no to getting these calls than might be on Big Brother or Amazing Race or Survivor. And I think it shows. Like, there are maybe some other people I'd like to see, but I think this is, like, eight people with messy drama between each other that were all not all of them but a lot of them are fan favorites so they i think it's a really good litter. selection yeah i think so okay um starting with one of the most beloved people to ever be on love island uh cache proudfoot yes. who goes by cash season three love island yeah so i think that in my personal love island viewing that i, I think i was on with kirsten and scally early in the season in uh season one and season two and I, and I think in season three i had to like i was like midway through and i did a lot of catch up so i feel like i know the season three people uh the best and cache uh was a big personality uh definitely remember her from the show yeah, people are going to love her. She's giving good television. Um, she's fit. She's like a dancer, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, 
bringing and, and I don't have a lot to say about these people because the challenges of Love Island are Bush League. So it's really just all personality based. I projecting that she'll be pretty. She's pretty fit. Um, big drums between her and the aforementioned Cinco, who mm-hmm. uh, he chose Trina, who's not on the show, over Cash. Cash eventually gets dumped from the island. Um, they get together after the show. They broke up in January 2022. Unclear where they stand. I mean, Cash was really amazing. Cash and Trina were both really amazing on that season about pursuing the same guy and respecting each other and maintaining a friendship. So I don't know if Cash and Cinco will have that same sort of respectful energy. If it was a bad breakup, you know, all Cash really said when they broke up is that she was sad. So I'm excited to have them both back. Um, so maybe Cinco a little love triangle, thing. love triangle with Tiffany then in the, in the mix. I that know, could be a- I know. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. Whispering, not great podcast content. Sorry, Rob. It's, it's uh, no issue with whispering. I, I feel like the, whole... the audience feels like that you are like telling them a secret. Yeah, isn't there a whole? Isn't that ASMR? Yeah, isn't there a whole genre of whispering? Uh, nobody's recruiting me to do ASMR. <laughs> you heard me. Um, but so Cinco. I mean, what's to say about Cinco? I think he can bum- bungle the social game a little bit, like mm-hmm. as between Cash and Trina, but. Look at that beast. You're calling him in. He's like fit. Mm-hmm. I think he played maybe college football, something like that. There was some other, like you're saying with uh, Xavier. Um, is he Melvin Cinco. Holland Jr. the fifth? Why, what, what is the Cinco? Um, was he born on the fifth? I think you just said it. The fifth. Is he the fifth? Well, he's a Cinco. junior. Oh, I think I said the fifth. No, I'm asking. Maybe, um, is he what? Maybe he just wore number five. I was, was going to say, I want to say that. I like don't David Wright? the explanation. Um, but he looks more like a Cinco than a Melvin, you know? Like Cinco's mm-hmm. a hotter name yeah. than Melvin. Melvin's tough. Okay. Let's see. Uh that he, he played as number five. There you go. And he's an and he's a nice guy too. Like mm-hmm. he he bungled it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm can you tell I'm excited for Cinco to be here? Too many mm-hmm. nice guys. Let's, where's the jerks? I mean but he still caused some of the greatest drama on yeah. season three. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the BFFs here. We have Selly. And we have Justine from season two. Winner of Love Island season two, Justine. Spoiler alert. BFF, Sully. Okay. Um, you know, I don't really know what to say about this besides that uh um they're they're like two of the most fan favorite women from the show, definitely from their season. They're coming in very, very tight, I would imagine. As far as I know, they're both single. Justine and the guy she won with have broken up, and Selly and the awful guy she was with have broken up. Neither of their exes are on the show. However, there was like a little flirtmance between Giovanni and Selly. Giovanni, who's also on the show from season right. three. And in fact, a media traffic article from July 2021 said, put them both on a season of the challenge. Right. Wow. Here we are. Wait, so, you can't see my face, but I'm shocked. At first, I was like, as somebody who is uh, a purist for, you know, the the CBS trinity of, you know, Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race. I was a little bit like, ah, did we need Love Island in here? But Brian, do you feel like that, you know, the people that were putting the show together were like, okay, oh, but who's going to like, are, are we going to get the hookups? Like, uh, oh, bring Love Island in. No, absolutely. bring the heat. That's- yeah, no, we absolutely need that in the mix because so I feel like the Survivor Big Brother people have more of a properness, I would mm-hmm. say, to them, where the Love Island people are much more messy, at least in like how you would think of how they were come across on the show. So you do need that mix because the challenge 
as much as it is strategic, as much as it's physical, it is a sloppy social mess. And like that is a very important part to have a good season. So you need to find those people that are bring that to the mix. And I, I kind of like that they're not, it seems like it was almost a conscious effort to not bring people that either have their relationship with someone or like an ex. Just almost everyone can start fresh and meet new people. So you're not like going back to an ex or like bringing in the past history. So I don't know if that was a conscious decision that they're trying to make with this cast, but it does seem like it's kind of playing out like that. Right. Wait, they all have ex. Wait, what? Cash and Cinco, baby. Well, that's like the only one. You said like the other person's ex are not on this show. It seems like they're trying to keep a lot of their exes away. Or or others. Okay. I mean, well, before we get to the people I'm most excited to see, Shannon is here from Love Island season three. And, you know, she actually very set, she was probably on track to win the season with Josh. And I believe they're still together, but I actually forgot to look, mm-hmm. like, Google these people. But so whatever. It doesn't matter. Josh is not here, but Josh's sister died during the show. And so, um, they left they left the show together and yeah. she left with him um but and, she is here and she, go ahead well i was just going to say that i uh am seeing a uh, a article from us weekly uh of only 7 days ago that says love islands josh goldstein and shannon st clair split it has certainly been hard so oh. but they may have been together during the filming of this yeah unclear that's interesting what shannon whether she's single or not Shannon is messy. Shannon will speak her mind. Yes. Shannon uh, will definitely think she's better than maybe she even is physically on the show. Uh, I think Shannon is one to watch for mess if she doesn't get eliminated first. Okay. And then the biggest drama, I mean, maybe there won't be drama, but I, th- this is a couple from season one, the last two Love Islanders, who I have randomly thought about probably once a quarter and Googled to see if there's anything <laughs> going on between them. Mm-hmm. Your quarterly Cash. town hall pops in your head. Of eight people from Love Island, two of them named Cash. Cashel and Kira um, are here. And they had a really tumultuous ride. Cashel was only on Love Island for 17 days. But they had a really, really strong connection. And then Kira dumped Cashel for some guy named Eric, who for a million dollars, I wouldn't be able to identify him in a lineup of two people. But then Kira regretted it. And when she left the show, uh, they ended up getting back together. They had an on-again, off-again relationship. Um, on a pod recently, apparently, he said he she's blocked his number. So mm. I'm excited we most recently saw Kira on this season of X on the Beach. And don't worry, I watched it so you didn't have to. Um, Kira left the show with David, this random ass guy. David Alexander? <laughs> David Barda. And apparently they live together, according to the show. But I could not find a single photo of them together on either of their Instagrams. So it will be... Very interesting, to say the least. Kira, bisexual queen. She's like really, really honest and open. Yes. Has a great energy. People are obsessed yes. with her. I, I know who you are. Now I know. It's, it's yeah, coming back go. to me. Yeah. Th- that's all I have. I mean, Kira, to me, if she's single, is even more dangerous. Is she still with this David guy? Yeah. She came in know. at the end of the first episode. Yeah, she came. She was like the one that they come in to upset the apple cart, and she steals one of their. Mm-hmm. Mans. I think Cinco was in that spot in uh, season th- uh, yes. three. Yeah, Rob, look at you what go. Recall, yeah, I remember because I remember. I was like, oh, this person is in the like uh, the coveted spot of being like, oh, ooh, this is the prize. Yeah, and Kira, Kira has Kira walks in text on the beach, and 
literally David threw away a relationship that he'd been in for like multiple years. Like Oops. people just Kira's got that X factor. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see this all play out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's a big week when rhap is on the road in chicago check out my live show from chicago that's going to be up on thursday wednesday night shannon gus is going to be live with you with kelly wentworth after survivor and we preview the dondi finale with dealer no deal island host joe manganello all right here on rhap we know reality tv let's talk about the survivors okay so many people I that no I energy. know covered over the years that is here. I, I believe uh, everybody that's here in Survivor has played during the Rob is a podcast era of Survivor. So I am uh, very familiar with all of these Survivor combatants. Most of them play within the last like two years. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely they're in the Rob is a podcast era. Yeah. OK. All right. Allie, who's who do you want to talk about first? I'm just going to go in order on my sheet here yes. of who's who's left. Let's start what with color? Uh, what color green? green green for being out in the yeah. wild. A couple of these people, um, not the first time you and I have previewed them, Allie. No, and let's start with that. Let's talk about Ben, because as I was looking into Ben, I was like, I wish I didn't keep scrawled out notes in writing. And I wish I had some organized electronic system and I could just pull that mm-hmm. up. But wouldn't be me if that were the case, yeah. you know? So. I was very surprised to see Ben in the mix here for the challenge CBS uh, for a couple for a couple of reasons. Um, one being that I, I didn't think that Ben had an especially good experience in Survivor 40. So I was very surprised to see him even want to be here on the challenge CBS. Yeah, I totally agree. It seemed like he wanted to get off season 40 and just live off his life and never touch reality TV ever again. So mm-hmm. seeing him pop up here, unless he's like, this is a, 
obviously like a different game. Like it's not a, as much about backstabbing people. I'm not going to like do all that stuff. I could just be physical and do all that. Uh, but it was very, I mean, it's a very surprising to see a few of these survivor names, uh, but I guess they really like wanted to hone in on the winners at war Krugs. There is a, a, a few of them from that season. Mm-hmm. Um, they figure for the big name status, you want to have people like that. Uh, but it's kind of surprising. Yeah. I guess considering they went so hard on BB 23, I think that they may have like really leaned hard on like, what are the last recent seasons? We need recent, recent. Yeah, I think of all of the shows, I mean, I can't really speak for Amazing Race, but of all of the shows, I think the the mix of Big Brother people, they uh, Survivor people, was the most surprising mm-hmm. when the cast list was announced. You would definitely not think of, I think, maybe 50 to 60% of the Survivor people uh, for choices to go to the challenge. But it's sort of like we said, like, this is more for the Survivor audience and less for, like, the people they would put on the challenge proper. And I think that's where, like, a Ben and a lot of these people come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I do think Ben's best outcome... I mean, Ben... I saw some quote. Maybe it was in Parade with Mike Bloom. Maybe it was somewhere else. Sorry. Uh, it, like, ben, a lot of Ben's focus in his game and the game he won was finding idols and and playing them successfully mm-hmm. you really don't have that here not that he's not physical but yeah. i think if ben has to rely on his social game and winning eliminations i don't know that ben is long for the well, game go ahead well what i would say is that i actually thought that ben did uh like a pretty good job in the first half of the game that that he won and then ultimately like fell out of favor uh like uh around like the like final eight final nine and then had and then had to go on that run but i think at one point like i think that there were a lot of people that wanted to work with him in that first game and then in in the second game i think that he was sort of in a weird place where he didn't want to rely on idols like he found the idol and he gave it to denise and then uh it just seemed like that he really was sort of like locked in on some of the plans that he wanted to do and did not have like a lot of like flexibility and didn't really have a a lot in terms of like his social game with people that were not in uh, his immediate alliance of uh, Tony and Sarah. For Ben's benefit, I'm disregarding uh, the second season. Mm -hmm. But no, I mean, I think my, my thought with Ben is his best chance is that he re resyncs up with Sarah Lucina and does everything that Sarah says. Yeah. I, I don't know that Ben is going to thrive here left to his own devices and you know, whatever, if I'm wrong, I've been wrong before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think be sometimes being too strategic on a show like the challenge could bite you in the butt. Cause it's not, as a straightforward strategic game as a survivor big brother. So sometimes just playing the straightforward, I'm a, good in challenges you want me on your team in a, in a daily you want me to run the final with me i think that w- is where he should lean into and i think that would play well i think if he tries to get too much in the mix of the strategic game then like he's going to create an unnecessary target additionally on himself so just keep to his physical self play it more straightforward i think that's the more uh positive uh path for for ben i, I think ben has a fun side i think ben has a silly side uh, but i think that when ben is at odds with somebody in one of these games I, I i think that like he tends to go to like kind of like a uh more negative place uh with like in in dealing with them and so again maybe it, you know that doesn't matter as much in the challenge as it does where somebody could just like vote you out um ben is a is a big guy i don't know if his like if he has the greatest track record in terms of winning challenges on survivor but uh i don't think i would want to face him uh in 
any sort of like uh, hand to hand combat in an elimination on the challenge. Here's something I see for Ben. Um, we see this way more. Uh, I would say than any of the other shows. We can be honest. I could see Ben throwing himself into an elimination. Yeah. Taking an honorable, you know, with Sarah Lucina, right? Like you can vote me out. I mean, like, it's literally what happened in yeah. uh, Winners of War. Mm-hmm. And I think that that happens on the challenge a lot of like, I didn't perform well. I let my team down. I made a mistake. I'm going to go into the elimination and, and take somebody out. And then that's, you know, a way that a lot of big people have gone out by throwing themselves in, but maybe that's uh will work to his favor. I just, that's my prediction. Ben throws himself into an elimination. Mm-hmm. I can see it. And it is, it is interesting for some of the survivor people coming in. Obviously you're, on Survivor, you're like you don't eat, you're starving, you're you're outside. It's obviously a much different environment being in like a house. You're well fed, you can drink. It's like it's more of like your real personality. So it'll be interesting to see if there is any contrast between how people have done on Survivor when you're much more deprived of everything, as opposed to on the challenge where you're living a kind of. I mean, it's a stressful environment, but like you're well fed, you can sleep, you're in a bed, all that stuff. It is a, a much bigger contrast compared to all the other shows. Danny is here from, uh, what, 41? 41. And I think he's one of the best fits. Uh, as I said, a lot of the Survivor people I'm surprised to see. Danny, least, su- least surprised to see him from the Survivors. Yeah, this is exciting because I feel like that Danny could do uh, particularly well. Uh, Danny, uh, of course, he didn't have the most screen time in season 41. He did a really great interview with Bryson Wendell after the season was over. And You know, I I think that you really get from Danny that he is somebody who is about the team. You know, that's that's his background of, you know, coming from professional sports. I could see him really having like a group of people that, you know, he works very closely with. And I think he's somebody who's like not afraid of going into uh, the actual physical challenges. Yeah, when I mentioned there could be people that were cast on the wrong show and maybe they're better fit for the challenge. Danny is like number one on that board. He is meant for for this show. And I could see him really, if he wanted to, having like a long-term career if he wanted to on the show because he's so perfectly fit. He's got all, I think he like was undershown on the show with how kind of charismatic he was. And I think that side of him will play more here when he's able to talk about how he does in the challenges and like all eliminations and stuff. So that'll play even better. He's obviously very physically fit. He could do pretty much everything I would think on the show very well. Super, 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 super high on Danny for this though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wonder if like, you know, he, is he going to know as many people in terms of like, like certainly he'll know like the people that he played with from his, is it, is it just only Shan from season 41? Is there anybody else? No, I think that's it. That's and it. That's- yep, that's yeah. Shan. So uh, I don't know how well he is like connected to a lot of the other people. So he might be a little bit of an outsider. Um, but that being said, like a super nice guy, Danny. And I feel like that, you know, everybody from the season, like enjoyed working with him out there. You know, you didn't hear anybody really uh, saying negative things about Danny uh, afterwards. So Overall, you know, I feel like Danny's a, a pretty good bet to go far. Well, let's talk about Shan because um, I'm not really sure where Shan stands with the cast or where Shan and Danny stand mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Um, but I have, I feel like I have seen Shan out and about, maybe with some Big Brother people. Yes. Like she's been in the mix. Yeah, I mean, uh, Shan is definitely you know connected uh, with the Big Brother people. Like, I think that um, you know she's been to LA and uh, you know has uh, certainly 
at the very least, like hung out with a lot of the people that are from the Big Brother 23 cast. Again, what does that mean in a, in a game like this? I guess we'll see. Shan had, you know, a, a really incredible run in Survivor 41. I think like a, one of the most charismatic players that we've seen on the show uh, was a big part of a lot of the strategizing that went on. I am a little um, intrigued to see how she performs in the challenges. I know she's a runner, um, but in terms of like things that are more physical, I'm not sure necessarily how she's going to fare in those. Yeah. I I think for definitely, like you said, for confessional, for uh, storytelling, I think she's going to be heavily relied upon early Mm -hmm. for however long she's on the show. Uh, Like I think in the preseason interview, like you said, she runs a lot. So I think that could do very well. I'm kind of curious about how a lot of these people do, because a lot of these people have only done one reality show. This is now their second. So this is their first time back on TV after they're they're able to see the perception of them. So for Shan, so she got such good reception coming off her first season. Like I were I don't want like that real like that view of Shan to like disappear. Like if she isn't as charismatic this season, if things don't close poorly, like she's had such like a uh amazing viewpoint from the viewer perspective as a lot of these other people have so i'm curious how that then translates to going back on tv in a new environment in the in new situation like how how do these people handle being back on tv yeah it's 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 an interesting no it's an interesting point it'll be interesting to see and i know that um you know as shan's had some negativity with her cast members in certain respects like so i don't know if she'll be coming in with like a different outlook on friends on the show or i I just think that shan is more well positioned um in the way that i just don't i don't see like ben drebergen or enzo really connecting with like the majority of people in the house like i think shan is really poised to sort of flow between the different properties and so i don't see her not giving like her same charismatic strategic self but it's definitely you know possible yeah and i definitely think that going back to her original season that her on her original tribe every single person wanted to work with shan every single person felt like okay shan is uh my number one and then you know even you know coming into the merge uh that there were people that she hadn't played yet that also like wanted to like instantly like said, okay, I want, I want to work with Shan. So she, I think she's not going to have any sort of a problem making allies. I wonder though, will she be targeted as somebody who's sort of like an iconic person who was on TV very recently, who was sort of like put over as sort of like, Oh, this is like a great strategist. Who's also somebody that maybe if you are like a you know more physically imposing person, maybe you're not scared of Shan one on one going into whatever sort of the duel is. Um, another person from Survivor that uh, I think I was thinking a little bit like Brian, more what like Tyson says about if everything went well for you in your first season, uh, you, you don't know what it feels like to yeah. not do well, and that to me might be Dominic Abate. Oh, I know okay. he didn't win. Did you not expect me to say? I, yeah, it was like, oh, I wonder where she's going with this. Um, I, he didn't win, but, you know, it's to lock up with one person that you can be completely loyal to yeah. the entire way. And, yeah, you don't win, but you never had that sort of shakiness during the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see Dom Bate here. Personally, like, I was a little surprised to see him in this mix because I always just felt like that he is sort of, like, on that list of, like, okay, a no-brainer person to go back and bring back to Survivor. And and honestly, I I don't know how being on the challenge CBS might impact your 
return viability. But, you know, Jeff has said, hey, we're not bringing back anybody from before season 40. So for Dom, like this might be like, hey, this might be my only chance to go do another one of these shows. So he is not somebody I ever envisioned being on the challenge. Like uh, I did not think that that was going to be his bag, but the guy does CrossFit. Uh, He's a super interesting, engaging guy. I think he makes friends easily. Yeah, he um, he did have it worked out well uh, with with Wendell going to the end with his friend. And and I think that he does have like some second thoughts about how he might have handled that differently. But I do want to say it was not a smooth ride uh, for for Dom and Wendell from the start. Like they end up very much like on the wrong side of the numbers in the early part of the game. And then uh, by the swap, I think it's actually the, 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 so they're in a good spot and then they get swapped and they're, they're sort of like uh, where the great Morgan Ricky goes out of the game. Uh, they end up down in the numbers where they have to, you know, survive a couple of votes. Uh, and there's like this one night where Dom and Wendell are like, Hey, we're screwed. But they end up sharing like the information about the idol. But does that, okay, so does the Tyson rule not apply if you had, like, a Denise Stapley win? Like, I just thought, like, the fact that you get to the end, and for him, he was so close to winning, it's, like, still, like, you were able to get out of those yeah. situations. You didn't so, taste the torch snuff. But, but, I think he, but I think he does live with the, I could, like, he, he it's not like that, what Tyson is talking about, like, I think where somebody that's just like, everything went my way, I didn't, ha- like, I never, I never lost, and it's sort of like, you come into, and I think, if anything, I, I had that more, uh, like, coming back and playing the second time. Like, I, I didn't, like, walk away from Survivor the Amazon with, like, a big regret of, oh, I should have done. Dom has that from, I should have put myself into the fire and taken Wendell out of the game, or I should have taken out Wendell at a, at, at a different spot. So I think he he does, like, sit with that of, like, I came so close to winning, and I didn't, and I had, like, a, a, a regret from that game. So um, I do think he's a, he's a very sharp guy strategically. So, well, look, here's an advantage. If you're known as being someone like a cookout, like a Stephen Fishback, like Dom and Wendell, and you demonstrated unparalleled loyalty on your season, and that's the first thing you think of, I think, when you see Dom is like, oh, Dom and Wendell. And you're coming in now, like, that's something that you can, you know, use as currency in the game. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'll be loyal to you. Look at how loyal I was to Wendell. And if you have regret that you were like that, even better. That's internal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see episode one. There is a conversation with Dom and someone being like, "You should be my Wendell. Let's go to the end together. I did it before. I'll do it again." I can definitely see that conversation coming for episode one. But I actually, now going back to what some of you said earlier, Rob, about Dom's chances for coming back to Survivor, I think coming on this show increases that chance because mm-hmm. as much as he would be, you would think a number one pick to come back. The further and further we get away from his season, the less and less chance he would come back and now this kind of like resets his like hall of fame clock almost like now it's like he's back in the mix he's back in people's perception yeah, if he has a good showing kind of, it's like oh he's still got right. it yeah like yeah like i think now there's so many more people in the mix now it's like all right well he's technically now after season 40 on survivor because he's back on tv again so maybe jeff Prost minds like okay well he's you know post that that portion so i can bring him back so i think coming in here is a great move for dom if he ever wants to play survivor again mm-hmm. yeah and I think also for uh, for Dom that he is somebody who like uh, you know gets along with everybody. You know this was part of his story in Survivor. He's got a big family. He's got a ton of siblings. So I think like he's like really like uh, seen it all. So uh, I I think he's you know fun to be around. Like he hosts poker games, and so um, 
I think that Dom, like, while he's not somebody that I would have, like, imagined being on the challenge, like, I think he could be, you know, in a good spot. It, it's also, like, a total mental effect because when I went to look him up, I was, like, could not believe he'd only been on one season. I feel like Dom's been on, like, 10 seasons of Survivor. Mm-hmm. He's been on since I've been, yeah. like, pre pre a podcast. Uh, only one season. Though. Well, you know, I think he also is sort of, like, you know, he's in, like, the mold of, like, uh, one of the Tony clones of, uh, like, he's one of the rare, like, um, not bald uh, Tony clones, but I do think that he has like Tony sort of upside in that he just has like a work ethic also where I think he's somebody who doesn't sleep at night. He's like one of these people that's just like, you know, works, 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 works. And like, you know, is going to be like talking to everybody. So I, again, I don't know if that's going to be too much maybe for some people out there on the challenge who might be looking to just have fun, but I think he's there for a purpose. Dom's there's no worry his... about being a, you don't think a firewood on the on the challenge house so there's no worry there. Mm-hmm. Um all right well let's talk about a few more people who are who are resetting their clock so to speak flipping the hourglass smashing the hourglass. Mm-hmm. Uh Desi Williams. <laughs> Haven't heard from her in a while. Last yeah. seen on Survivor HHH which is the season that Ben won. Right. I don't know how connected they remain but um De- Desi's I, I, I I have huge hopes for Desi here. Yeah. Very excited for Desi. Yeah. It, it's, it'll be interesting. Uh, one, like it's one, she's played in a season uh, with, with Ben. So I'm not sure if uh, like what kind of relationship they have. I don't think that they were together in the game at all before the merge. She did vote for Ben to yep. win, I believe. Uh, yes. And so I do think that uh, like um, at the very least, like I think that they, you know, like have uh that like commonality and so that'll be good i feel like desi is somebody who is also i think probably underrated from a physical perspective in terms of like uh her challenge prowess i think she comes out and wins um the first challenge uh after the merge she she definitely has she wins an individual immunity in uh survivor hhh i think i think she's set up uh pretty well here for an under the radar run yeah, I think the biggest danger for her is definitely in the first couple of weeks where she's more of uh, an unknown for some of the people that, if, you know, they if she doesn't make that immediate bond, maybe she's like the first target to go in. But if she's able to then reestablish her relationships, then she can go very, very far. I think that the beginning game is dangerous for a lot of people, obviously, but uh, I think for her in particular, but if she can get through that, yeah, I think she absolutely can make a, a pretty deep run. Yeah, and she was able to make it work working with like Joe Mena. I think she could make it work with anybody. <laughs> Um, I also, one reservation I have with Desi is like, and and the challenge proper, especially all stars has really sort of broken the mold in terms of a willingness to discuss like pregame conversations. And I don't know that CBS will have the same tolerance for it, Mm -hmm. but like, is Desi, you know, Jay was on that season, right? Am I making that up? Yes. Well, you are making it up. Jay Jay was not on HHH. No, who am I thinking of? The blonde? Like, I feel like maybe I hear from Rourke, like Rourke's connected to Desi, Rourke's connected to Jay. Like, is there, is Desi enough in the mix to be making and getting these pre-show calls to, to be catching up with people? Or is she sort of showing up here relatively unknown? I think she's probably more relatively unknown. Yeah. Where does yeah, she no, live? I mean, Where does Desi live? This, um, from a like a geographic uh, perspective, <laughs> you are making that up. <laughs> okay, 
Uh, let's see. Uh, so I don't know where, she, uh, what part of the country she lives in, where she might, I like, uh, uh, I know that, uh, she was at, uh, when we were in Philly, she was there. So I gotta figure out, uh, what part. So I think she, uh, her hometown is Georgia. She lives in, uh, Virginia. So I wonder if she might, uh, run into is that like current or is that as, as of, of HHH? as of HHH. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many of the other survivor people other than Dom or uh East Coast people. Uh actually actually Tasha, I think, is in the, the uh southeast. So uh maybe she knows Tasha. Well let's also let's talk about Tasha because I'm also was surprised but excited to see Tasha here on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Tasha, a bit of a throwback, of course, uh famously from uh Survivor Kagiyan and then another run during uh Survivor Second Chances, and then kind of like off the radar uh, for survivor purposes, uh, really for, uh, you know, and here she is uh, showing up here in uh, the challenge CBS. Uh, Very exciting. Because, you know, once upon a time, I feel like, you know, it's interesting that uh, her legacy, I feel like in survivor Kagiyan is like a, Oh, she could have won. And then she comes back and actually goes further, goes to the end. And then I think people sort of like uh, downplay Tasha after her second timeout. I feel like she she had a pretty good immunity run too in one of those seasons where she won like two or three in a row, right? So she's yeah, definitely in, a very uh, I, in Survivor Kagiyan, uh, she wins a bunch of challenges. Yeah, I mean I, that was going pretty good field. Uh, yeah, physical contestants uh, that season too. Mm-hmm. I believe she is the oldest contestant this season at forty five. Yeah, yeah, I think you know. Um, but I'm really excited to see her uh, here again. I'm a big Tasha fan. And I think maybe she's got connections. Like, right, she's was on Kagayan with Bryce, Bryce and Wen, Wenzel to Dom. Like, she, I don't. She think was she, on Kagayan with Sarah. Well, we'll get to Sarah, but I, I think, like, uh, you know, she's. Le- I'm less concerned about her being dis- disconnected than I am Desi. Mm-hmm. That's true. She was, but Bryce is my number one. When I think of Kagiyan, I think of Bryce. So, like, that was my first excited connection. Mm-hmm. If you're connected to Bryce, you're basically connected to anyone on the reality TV planet. So, you got <laughs> that going for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Sarah. Let's go to Sarah next. Sarah, I do think, is somebody that you like. Okay. It's not hard to imagine Sarah being on the challenge. I do think she has a background in doing uh, MMA fighting, uh, going back to prior to her being on the show. The three-time Survivor player, a deep run in Winners at War, winner of Survivor Game Changers. I think she's very underrated as a Survivor player. Like, I think that um, she is somebody who I think has a very good social game, although I feel like that that sort of gets, like, diminished because I feel like that she's not necessarily, like, electric in confessionals, but I feel like that the people that are out there with her always tend to, you know, uh, really enjoy her company. Yeah, I mean, she is the survivor Casey. Casey from Big Brother, winner there, winner of Challenge. Not very uh, electric personality, but a good competitor. Gets along with people. People work mm. with her. Um, she is exactly the up, the upside for Sarah is Casey coming into, into the Challenge. You know, but it, it's interesting because I feel like that often people that, like, we credit for having good social game, like, I feel like it comes through to the viewer. Like, I think that the same the same skill that they use to be charming to the people that they're playing with, they also it also comes through. You know, you think of like, a, you know, and people love Suri. 
uh, and and then people it's really as a great social game for you know whatever reason like I feel like that people always seem to uh, feel fondly for Sarah like in in the game but it just uh, doesn't always connect uh, with the audience at home. I mean, I don't know. I feel like watching her build and then rebuild with Tony, watching her work with Tony, watching mm-hmm. her in the moment with, with Zeke. Like, I, I feel like she, it's, sh- it's shown that she works with a lot of different types of people. Um, I know that she's like sort of used her ability to read people from her like work as a police officer to sort of her advantage in the game. Like, yeah, maybe she's not the most beloved person, certainly not, but I mm-hmm. feel like you can't really argue that you've seen her work well with a variety of people. And I think that's going to be key yeah. in this game. No, I, I'm only saying that I think that people do, like probably downplay how well she's able to do that. Cause she's not thought of as having like a, a great social game. Yeah. I mean, okay, fair. But, yeah. I, but I, I think, think, of, her, I think of her as having a great social game, even if she's not your favorite player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think there's definitely a difference. Obviously, I think being a good social player and being a good confessional giver. I think you could be better in like a one-on-one situation as opposed to like giving a soliloquy speech. I think some people have that both skills or just one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's somebody who I think is uh, positioned pretty well. Obviously, she has Ben. Who is there? Uh, who is you know of uh, you know gave gave up his game uh, uh, almost uh, in season forty? Um, you know I think uh, she knows uh, Dama Bate. Uh, she played with Tasha, so I think she does have some uh, good relationships out there. And I think she's going to be someone that a lot of the men, even if you know who she doesn't even have a relationship with, they're going to think of as someone that they want to be paired with as you know things mix up through the season, they they or in a final. So I think she's going to have a lot of people looking out for her because they're they're going to want to be with her mm-hmm. uh, to benefit themselves. Yeah. Um. Just though, by way of other relationships, um. So that Tasha was the only vote against Tony in season in, in Survivor Kagan. She was the only uh, vote for Wu against against Tony. So I don't know if there's any sort of uh, lingering like Tasha versus uh, Tony and by proxy Sarah. I know uh, Tasha and Cass, uh, you know, famously uh, did not get along. And I think that while Sarah and Cass didn't get along, I think that then, then, then they did get back on the same page. So I'm not sure in sort of like uh, these like uh, Kagiyan longstanding feuds. Uh, if that, like, I don't think there was ever any beef directly between Sarah and Tasha. Uh, do, they, do they come in like on the wrong foot? Where's Wu? Wu should be on this. This would be the great spot. He would be great. He'd be great. No, he, he's everywhere. That's the answer for where's Wu. Uh, quick update. Open a magazine. Desi lives in, Desi lives in California. Oh, okay. All right. So maybe you know some of these California people. Um... All right, let's finish up with uh, Tyson. He's finally Who? been found. Who yeah. is this? Tyson from Marriage Boot Camp. Tyson, I've never, I've never heard of this person. Very excited. Very, I mean, coming in, hopefully, uh, obviously coming in, I would think with probably the biggest survivor target on his back as a very physical player. Wait, survivor. really? You think so? I don't. You don't think so? Keep we'll keep going. I'm just I, I think Survivor. I think Tyson's physical mold fits the challenge very, very well. I think he can do a lot of the competitions very well. I think he's set up to do a final very well. Uh, I think he's very smart. He can do a lot of the puzzles very well. I think he's probably the most well-rounded competitor coming into the season. I'm not saying that he's not poised to do the best of the survivors. I just don't know that the target is going to register with everybody else of the season. Like I think he's in a good. Like he was 
big fish, small pond and like blood versus water when he like faked his shoulder injury. But I think like, I agree. The fact that he like wins his way back and winners at war, but doesn't ultimately like finish that strongly is like a great outcome for him to show up and actually be incredible in the challenge, but not like a huge, like top of mind target. I could Mm -hmm. be wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's Tyson's pattern of like, he's going to have like a, Good performance, and then and then not so good performance. Then he comes, and then it comes uh, comes in. It does a good performance, and then he's got to sort of like uh, reset the clock a little bit, uh, so they could sneak up on you again. But what, what do you, th- Rob? Break the tie. Do you think he's coming in with like the biggest survivor target, or is he <sighs> able to be a li- slightly under the radar? I know he's like physical. He looks. Does physical. he have so? Um, I don't know if the uh, he's so Tyson is such a likable and charismatic uh, person. And, you know, full disclosure, uh, Tyson is a uh, great friend of mine. But I have been places with him where, you know, like strangers, strangers, like he'll go up and start, start uh, talking with them. And, you know, he can he can really, you know, uh, turn it on and, and that he has like a, a really incredible social game. Uh, in addition to that. He's also has an incredible strategic mind and then is also one of uh, the best, you know, challenge performers that you could hope to. So uh, really in all three aspects of sort of outwit, outplay, outlast um, that, you know, he is like uh, has really a, a great performer in all three of these things. Now, in terms of the actual other survivors uh, that are out there, you know, I, I don't think that he has close relationships with any of these other people that are coming out here and maybe even negative relationships with potentially Ben and Sarah coming off of season 40. So I don't know necessarily, like I feel like that the big brother side of things could be working much more as a united front than I see the survivor players all like, I feel like that the survivor players might have um, like less harmony in the survivor camp and they might be forced to more be going their own separate ways as opposed to I could see Big Brother more sort of like uh, staying as a self-contained uh, team and bringing more people in. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we see with the challenge proper. Big Brother does stick together very, very well. It might just be uh, a reflection of who's got on the show, but Big Brother has stuck together and Survivor really hasn't. Even when we had a few people uh, a couple seasons ago, they kind of all sort of turned against each other when uh, push came to shove. So Big Brother has a more of a history of sticking together on uh, the challenge show. Mm -hmm. One thing we didn't really talk about is we have about a snippet of understanding of how the format is going to work on this season. Okay. We did get a little bit of information. Yes. I don't know if we, like, I don't know if you read it, but basically each player is going to get a thousand bucks in this individual account. Yes. And then has to be like battling to increase that amount. Um, Have they ever done this before? Way back in the day. Fire tokens? (laughs) Everybody gets 1,000 fire tokens. They've done like they've done personal bank accounts where typically like if you win the daily money gets added to your account and then if you get to the end like that you win that plus additional money like there has been there's been 37 seasons of the challenge there has been 37 formats and actually more than that because some seasons have more than one format so any variation of a format you can think of for how they come at the show the challenge has done it in some form mm-hmm. well here's something new that gives me pause okay uh they will be paired with a randomly selected computer, sorry, competitor 
Oh, uh, that's totally sorry. different. No, no. Here's what I said. <laughs> yeah. No, no, sorry. An algorithm. Alexa? Yes. An algorithm will pair contestants who will face off to earn money for their accounts by winning challenges or eliminating their opponents. Okay. The- Al Ali. Algorithm. Okay. Um, I don't love this. I'll tell you that for right. free. Is this on the level? Is this, uh, do, how much faith do we have the algorithm is for real or is it just like algorithm, wink, wink? I just, either way, I don't know why you would do this. Like, mm-hmm. why would you leave this much room open to just get screamed at by the audience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so they would rig it, but like for what? They're going to rig it to like put strong people together to keep them alive. But then you can still be voted in. I don't know what 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 upside would there be for CVS to? Well, rig can it? you still be voted in? Because then it's like eliminating their opponents. Like the algorithm's going to decide, and then it says they'll be paired with a randomly selected competitor every episode, making alliance and strategies more difficult than ever. Um, with you the think going to the truth booth, like the truth booth side. Like I just those? don't know why. You know, like part of me feels like is this even the challenge? It's like just TJ is here, and that's the challenge. I'm hoping at least the challenges themselves will be challenge esque. But I'm very worried about the algorithm and the random pairings, and everything we might have just discussed may not matter at all. Mm-hmm. Look, you've seen it all. You gotta have faith. Have mm-hmm. faith in the challenge to lead us down a, a good path. You've seen it all. So You're still here. Mm-hmm. Still the best in the business. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Jan- oh, I'm sorry. Uh, July says 6th. Okay. That's almost 40. Yeah. Uh, a lot more talk about uh, not July 6th uh, these days. Uh, July 6th is going to be when we kick off our CBS challenge and a 90 minute episode, 90 minute premiere, one person goes home a week. Is that right? Uh, it could be zero to four. At any <laughs> zero to four. Day. Yeah. Cause it, if you're paired together, like maybe like two teams go out, it, you, you gotta, you really have to be paired for anything. They're, like expect any the moment, unexpected. Very, 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 I can't stress that enough that you have to be prepared for the format and the entire mm-hmm. show just change at the drop of the hat. Yeah. Allie, should anybody from Tough as Nails be in here to represent? Yeah, Jessica Lee should be here. I mean, there could have been a couple of good, like, Tough as Nails people. Yeah, sure. What do I care? Like, again, like, you know, we've had people from all shows, all countries. We're like the Statue of Liberty. Mm -hmm. Give give us everyone. Is Whiplash a CBS product or is that that ABC, the game show? I think that's ABC. Never mind. uh, Whiplash? Yeah, where you get like knocked off the floaty devices and try to get through is 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 not a game. That show. holy moly, you're giving me a yeah. nickname. <laughs> yeah, uh, Whiplash. Do you like that nickname? Wipeout. No. Wipeout. Wipeout. Thank you for <laughs> Sam wrote in the chat. Wipeout. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Robiswebsite.com slash challenge feed to subscribe to everything that Brian and Allie are doing. Okay. And any anything else? That, what is it challenge CBS or is it challenge USA? Because Wikipedia is challenge USA. Challenge, so, C- wonder- challenge CBS. You challenge USA is like the stars of like suits and. <laughs> oh. I just want to get the hashtag yeah. right. Yeah, I feel like I've seen both. I don't know any of the USA shows. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, R- Rizzoli and Isles is that TNT? <laughs> okay, all right. Um, Brian, what else do you have going on? 
Absolutely nothing. nothing. This is all I have. This is it. This uh, is it. This is it. I'm a one and done. Okay. All-Star all Series. Stars. Yeah, also, well, yeah, besides that, All-Star The challenge is all that. he has. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Brian, if people want to hear your challenge thoughts, uh, any updates on the Yankees, uh, where can people go? Yeah, Yankees and challenge content on uh, Cohen Brian underscore. Cohen <laughs> with a C, Brian with an I. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Allie Lasher, what else is coming up for you? Uh. You know, maybe we'll have time to do NGOG at some point, mm-hmm. uh, but you could catch up on the first three seasons of New Girl Old Guy, where Akiva Whitaker and I, uh, you know, endeavored a podcast about the show New Girl. It's been about a month since we've done the last one, mm-hmm. um, but you could check that out at anchor.fm slash New Girl Old Guy. You could follow me at Lash Tweets. And maybe sometime soon we'll be, I'll be battling you, uh, Rob, in Akiva Trivia, but. Who knows if that'll ever happen? Who knows if that'll ever happen? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, tough to get time with Uncle Keevy these days. And as long as they're not making more new girl episodes, like you're not losing ground. I feel fine about it. You you're know, fine. like whatever. This is this has to take priority. Mm-hmm. Keevy's got I'm last priority for Keevy and it's mutual, you know. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. So get ready for our challenge coverage coming up uh after the july 6th premiere well when do you two uh normally get together to record that uh the night after the episode yeah like thursday at like midnight thursday at midnight okay so uh be on the lookout for that (laughs) oh i should plug this um we take we solicit questions and we have a questions doc that'll be pinned at at my i'll update it after all stars i'll update it for this and you can check it out at last tweets it's a pinned uh a pinned questions doc and maybe we'll have it in the show notes or each podcast. Um, and you could give us your questions. Uh, we're, we're happy to hear your feedback. All right. Thank you so much for listening to our preview of the challenge. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up your way here as uh, we are getting ready for big brother around the corner. Uh, we have a great talking with T bird coming your way soon where we had the chance to talk to Jason Robinson, who just got back from that he was one of the astronauts that were part of uh, one of the latest Blue Origin missions. Uh, Jason from Survivor Samoa went to space and back and talks about uh, all of his adventures, including Survivor, on uh, the next Talking with T-Bird coming your way. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.